Welcome back. Episode 6 of the Fun Uncle Podcast. Thanks once again for joining us. Uh, I'm your Fun Uncle Dude, here with your other Fun Uncles, Brandon, a.k.a. BK, and Fun Uncle Brian. Hey, yo. <laughs> and boys, we just uh, we just saw some shit, didn't we? Bit of an upset, I guess, from what I understand. So Lomachenko taking an L in a pretty, I mean, kind of a boring fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he... I'm not upset that he took the L. I'm upset at the judging which caused him the L. Um... Those fucking scorecards were ridiculous. Um, I don't know what those judges were watching, um, but it wasn't that lopsided at all. 119 to 109, that was kind of gnarly. 117, 111. When I heard how far range that the card was, I knew they were going uh, Lopez with it. I kind of almost thought they were going to go Loma just because he's the champ. Nah, he was sitting on his heels that first six rounds. Full. Yeah, if anybody yeah, if anybody saw that fight, um, you know just how fucking stupid uh, these scorecards are. So, one judge had it 116 to 112, 119 to 109, and 117 to 111. Uh, There's no way Loma lost... Ten rounds. I, uh, I get it. He definitely won seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Yeah. Which and made it. Yeah. Which made it. Uh, no. Um, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wait. Yeah. Six, seven, eight. No, nine, seven. Seven. Yeah. Because he was up six to five at the start of the twelfth. Yeah, they had it right. one fourteen, one fourteen. Yeah, uh, and what the tank? Yeah, and that's what I was thinking too. It, you know, I I would not have been upset at a, a close loss at a, at a close loss, no, right, or at a um, at a draw or a majority decision, but to have it be a unanimous decision by that wide of a margin is the reason why I don't follow boxing as closely as I used to. Yeah, no, there was, I was telling Brian earlier, I was like, it's this kind of shit that made me like, I remember a long, long time ago, it was De La Hoya and uh, Felix Trinidad, and I remember, like, I think it was Oscar that, like, kind of kicked his ass, but they gave it to Trinidad, or it was something crazy where I was like, yeah, I'm good, dude, like, I was already knee-deep into MMA, and I was just kind of casually fucking fishing through boxing, and it was like a boxing night at my buddy's house, and I... I remember getting up off the couch like, yeah, this is stupid. Like, why did I just watch all that? Like, that was I didn't like it. I wasn't interested any longer. That's what turned off a lot of people. I, everybody's been saying that for years. And judging and the, all the weight classes the and all judging, the judging, yeah. all the emotions and all that kind of shit. It's there's too many belts. There's way too many weight classes. It's it's a bit ridiculous. Like, Ring Magazine has a belt. They do. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, that was one of the ones that I think I was either the one that Lopez had just won back in December, or it was one of the ones that Loma already had. But yeah, like Ring Magazine has a fucking belt. Like, can you imagine the fucking Sports Illustrated heavyweight title? 
I mean, I guess it's a way to build fights. I mean, if you're just going in there to fight for like a number four spot, it's different than going in and fighting for a belt. So I get adding a belt for hype, but then it just dilutes the whole everything else. It just, you know, you need to like like how UFC does it. It's it's or actually AEW. You know, they do like the one versus two or the four versus six. And you know that they're in the running for the title. And if they have a great outing at number four, they possibly can fight for the belt. But, you know, there's, yeah. At, you know, at the same time, like, as mad as I am at the scoring, like, I'm, I'm a huge uh, Loma fan. Like, you can't, like, I, I get it. That's what you do every fight, is you kind of take the first, you know, five or six rounds off before you turn it on, and it was working. Like when he turned it on, yeah. like he was beating the shit out of Lopez. Oh yeah, he had cleaner shots. Yeah. Oh my god, see, and that's what really got it for me was throughout all the rounds. If you, if, I mean, you can go round for round, and you could say, yeah, Loma won, or I mean, Lopez won the first couple, but it was kind of close. But the ones that Loma won, it was clear. It, it could have went... If you're going to give 10-9 to Lopez, then you got to give 10-8 for the ones that Loma won, in my opinion, because he beat him that bad. I hear you. It kind of goes back to what we've talked about before about judging fights, because you either judge the yeah, fight Yeah, you said that the in the contest. first episode. It's just a different thing. Yeah you, were, yeah, you had a good point that first episode. But at the same time, like Loma needs to understand... like. You can't do that every fight, because oh, that guy you couldn't, you know, because then you, yeah, you come across a guy like hungry as shit, yeah, like like Lopez who he calling for this fight for two years, yeah, like he's 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 down, bro. Like he's you 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 take off six rounds against him, you can't. Come he back. it's it's you know he's gonna make it look like you know he had all the input. You know what? For as much as I love Loma, I'm really happy for Lopez. I was following his last, last couple fights, and he is a beast. He deserves it. He deserve. He's not a unworthy champ. I just I I, I don't like loudmouth fighters. Uh, That's my, his dad. I mean, either way, like tell your dad to shut the fuck up. <laughs> he did for this fight. You know, like he did. Yeah, I heard that. But like, the great ones don't have to tell people how great they are. Right. Yeah. Until you get to a status of forty and zero, and you Mayweather, then yeah. you can start running your mouth. I still don't like it. I don't give. A I shit. love it. Yeah. I love. I Mayweather. mean, I just don't like Floyd as a fucking person. Me either, but I love him. <laughs> as as uh, you know. I had a run in with Floyd actually too. I never said anything about this fucking guy. It was the same night as Busta. <laughs> wow. So you almost got your ass beat by Busta and, and Floyd, Floyd in, in the, the same night. Wow. Well, no, no, because I, I, Floyd was back there, too. He was backstage with Busta and Tech Nine and everybody when we were drinking. And he had a wrist, he, he had a wristband, or wristband. He had, like, a crazy diamond thing on his wrist. I was like, oh, that's nice. He's, yeah, it probably costs more than your house. <laughs> Such a Mayweather thing to say. Were you like, yes, sir, Mr. Mister Mayweather, sir? Yeah. I don't give a fuck about any of that. That kind of stuff just trips me out when people talk like that. Yeah, my mom had a Mayweather story when Circuit City was still a thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, no. 
She was in line, big line, to pick up a bunch of shit. And this little tiny guy walks in with his nine, nine foot fucking little security crew. Marches right to the front of the line and starts demanding shit. My mom, who has no idea who the fuck is up there, is like, this motherfucker, talking shit. (laughs) And then she goes, uh, she goes under her breath to the lady behind her. is like, probably a drug dealer. (laughs) 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 And then then the guy, uh, the lady was like, that's Floyd Mayweather. And mama was like, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. (laughs) And he... Piled up his big giant TV into his giant Hummer and drove off. Just cutting Man. lines, not giving a fuck. Like, just that kind of stuff is like, he, that, I don't understand. I could definitely see that. Well, because he could... I mean, the only lines he ever waits in... Actually, he doesn't even wait in lines because all he has to do is put a fucking bed in. When he puts... he All he ever does when he goes... I mean, you know, going to the M. Going to the casino, I should say. I don't want to out where he lives or nothing, but... <laughs> it's his fault. He shouldn't have fucked with me. <laughs> better watch out Floyd Branch coming for you um, so at least the co-main event was entertaining the whole way through those guys were non-fucking yeah. stop man that uh, was crazy Saucedo against oh, yeah. Barbosa Jr uh, Barbosa won that um, that was really good it was a really good fight uh, those guys were not fucking playing around yeah they didn't sleep at all no just standing in front of each other just throwing Fucking throwing hard leather. Um, there was also that kid at the beginning. Edgar Berlanga. Yeah. Beast. Apparently. What's his record? 15 and 0. 16 and 0. And, and, yeah. and how did he get it? First round knockouts, man. 16 and 0 with 16 first round knockouts. That's God damn. crazy. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Wow. You know, we saw a um, an instance in the Saucedo Barbosa fight. Where they used instant replay, you know, between rounds, uh, and they and they mentioned how, um, you know, instant replay for other sports is a bit of a process, uh, mm. and then they, you know, they were able to to figure that shit out in ten seconds, which had me think, you know, I, I asked uh, I asked Brandon, like, do you think like as a referee, like, does that fucking annoy you? Um, knowing that you got the call wrong. And the reason I brought that up is because, like, you see that shit in, like, um, baseball, for instance. Like, baseball heavily, like, way too heavily relies on umpires. And their ego. Super fun. Like, there's so, like, I shouldn't know the names, like, Joe West (laughs) and Angel Hernandez. Right. Because they're constantly fucking up. And you know, and they're fucking prima donnas. Like they'll they'll throw out somebody just to get the fucking TV time. It's you know, so I can only imagine that that the um, the umpires union in Major League Baseball is in no hurry to adopt any sort of new technology no way. that's going to make them fucking look bad. Like, well, they do. They they have a little bit right, like the first base when you're say or, or you know. Don't they replay first base uh, plays? They do now, and you know why they do now? But do they do it at home play too? Yeah, they do. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but they do it because about I want to say maybe ten, nine years ago, 
there was a I forgot I forgot what the pitcher's name was on the Tigers, who Verlander? No, um, I can't fucking remember the guy's name. Scherzer? No, um, <laughs> but he threw a perfect game, except for on the fucking last play, which was a roller over to first that the pitcher covered. The runner was called safe, and there was no instant replay available at the time. Oh, so the guy lost his perfect game on an infield single. Oh my god! Like, and not not fucked. It wasn't like a bang bang play. It wasn't a tie goes to the runner situation. Like the guy was very obviously out by like a step and a half. Dang. So, as cool as you know, as cool as it is to see the strike zone, like when you're watching a game on TV. You know, and they'll they'll show you where every pitch is, and like no matter how often, like you think in your head, like, what do we need umpires for calling balls and strikes if they're just gonna get it wrong a bunch of the fucking times and piss off the players when you can see it? And it's obvious we could just go to the camera. Yeah, right. You know, like I, 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 baseball. As much as I love baseball, let's go Mets. Oh yeah, because they lose out on a job. Yeah, like baseball is one of the sports. Baseball and hockey are so far behind, like with technology, that yeah. you know it's 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 a bit ridiculous. Yeah, like the Knights. I remember the Knights getting screwed over against the uh, Sharks, uh, not this year but last year. They had a five minute penalty, and the Sharks were down three, and they called uh, uh, Mister Mi- whatever kind of penalty is where you're in the box for five minutes straight, mm-hmm. and they were on. Five against four for three minutes, and then the sh- or five minutes, the Sharks went and scored three goals, or it might have been—I think it was four goals—to tie the game and take the lead. And it was a BS penalty because the guy fell down and cracked his head, got knocked out. That kind of shit happens all the time. I remember, I remember when they first started doing like real technical stuff, like using cameras and all that. And I, in my mind, even when I was I was young when it started, I remember thinking. You need to like completely. You need to go all out with the tech, or you just need to acknowledge the human error, which I kind of like. Like, because right. in my mind, when I'm watching football, every fucking down, the guy's kind of. Is that where he was really down? Because inches make a difference when you're moving the chain. So it's like, do you use. Are you just going to acknowledge the human error and go, listen, these guys fuck it up sometimes? And. Sometimes they put the ball down a little too far, a little too... Like, there's nothing's going to be exact. So unless it's all going to be exact and we're going to go ham with these cameras and these angles and that's how we're going to determine shit, I'm okay with that if we're going all out. But the half and half that you guys are talking about with hockey and baseball, it's like it's obvious and that is like oddly frustrating to me. It's like, they got all this shit right there. Send those guys home. We're good. Yeah, like if... In my opinion, like if you have the opportunity to mitigate and lessen human error like you do it this is a good conversation about refs i mean are they obsolete nowadays i mean they need they to be on the field they, 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 they need they, to be on the field to, to kind of yes. keep things on the straight and narrow but now i mean i always look at a first down too or even like you said football it's a game of inches i don't think okay. refs have Here's, to be anywhere for the straight and narrow i think if people knew that this is all tech that it's all digital lines and it's all camera i think that doesn't like, keep anyone on the straight well, do you remember narrow, hockey dude? pucks in baseball, they used to get followed by that light. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that, that, that was that was a fox thing, though. Right. 
Like until I remember they, hockey fans hating that shit too. Yeah, it was and it, but it was like no, like I, I liked now. it because you can see where the puck is along the fucking board. Right, yeah, it was easy. You know, instead of like, oh, these guys are just tussling, like, is right. the puck even there? Yeah. Um, but, like, until we can get sensors put in footballs or baseballs or pucks, you know, I, I think there is a need to have, like, on-field or on-ice yeah. or on-court foot- refs. Football, you need something in a knee pad, too. To see when the knee's down, you don't no because because oh, you could look you at the can, camera. You, you can look at the camera and just see where the ball because it's where the ball is. Like I don't mind, you know, like the situation where like oh like the, you know the the he was close to a first down, the refs kind of fucked him on 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 spotting the ball mm-hmm. because teams do have two uh, uh, challenge flags to call for an instant replay. And it's like you kind of have to be strategic with that. It's like, do you do you challenge now? Um, yeah, because you know, you early in the game, or do you save that right. in case something happens later in the game? Yeah, you know, like that. I don't that I don't mind. Yeah, and and plus with spotting the ball too. I mean, you know damn well the refs know they're standing on the sidelines. You know they know exactly where that first down marker is. You know damn well they do. I mean, yes right? and no. I mean, it's more visible for it's more visible for the audience because now they have the fucking the yellow line or whatever the fuck. But that's um, always a little off. The ref is standing right next to the first down marker. Yeah, but the but but the ref is just standing there. But he 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 makes a mark in his head. Okay, but that's but that's the mark in his think? head, right? Like you know, but it's, it's not going to be an exact the, mark. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But when I mean, because yeah. if if first down is on the 38 yard line, but he thinks the guy was down and the ball was was positioned at you know the 39 and a half yard line, the guy is still a half a yard short. See what I'm saying? Yeah, but... I don't think you need refs for any of that kind of shit. The stuff you need refs right. for is pass interference and like yes. that kind of shit. Like, when you're talking about marking the ball or any of that kind of moving that the chain be stuff, done by... I don't think refs are necessary at all. And I think it'd be better if, you know what I mean? How many of those old fucking plays do you see from, like, the ESPN Classic, those old Bears games and shit they put on where it's like... That was an obvious error. And you just kind of ate it, dude. Right. Yeah. You remember the crowd would be like, oh, we got fucked on there. Like, it was yeah. just, you just the ate that roll. shit, dude. Like, and it, I kind of yeah. like that when you yeah. just eat the shit. That's that, that's the tuck rule. The tuck rule. Fuck Tom Brady. Yes. Fuck the Patriots. Not that I was a, not that I've ever been a Raider fan except for I was a Bo Jackson fan. Ah, um, who knows? Or Ronnie Lott or Mark Allen. But fuck Tom Brady. You fumbled the ball. Yep. You shouldn't have gotten your first fucking. Also the immaculate. Super Bowl. Yeah. Also the immaculate reception. There's a couple. No, but that that was like. But it's not just the. That was a catch. There's but a there's, lot of stuff where people are like yeah, out of but bounds then, and shit too. Like before cameras were like, if yeah. you watch it again, you're like, oh, that dude was super out of no one. Big fat nothing, huh? That's weird. So along with uh, boxing, we also had some UFC. Uh, we saw 
Brian Ortega. His return. Yeah, just beat the shit out of. Did well, man. A Korean zombie who, you know, we're big fans of zombie, but man, did fucking Brian Ortega look good. Brian, he fights a bit longer, a little bit more reserved. He just, uh, everything he said, you know, he was gone for a while and you heard a couple different things and one of them's like, he's, you know, he's getting his hand fixed and he's, he's kicking ass. Dude. He's out there learning new shit and just developing, getting wider scope of skill. And it kind of showed up, man. I think uh, Cormier during the fight mentioned that. He's like, everything he claimed was happening obviously did because he's coming out just kind of a different style, like in general. And he did it, dude. He, he kicked Zombie's ass. So, we're all big fans of music, all types. And you guys, in particular, with, uh, you know, with hip hop. What do you think of people who take a pretty big hiatus and then come back? Like, case, case in point, um, Craig? no, earlier, uh, I was, I was listening to you, uh, to YouTube music and I just kind of had it on shuffle right. and a song came on that was a, a, like a song I never heard of, but a very familiar voice. And I, I had to turn on my phone screen to see who it was and it was Mace. Oh yes. I love Mace. Back from church. Love him. Yeah. Oh like, my god. Yeah, here's a guy who was on Bad Boy. The original Drake. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? What do you mean by that? Are you Because he actually harmonized. He, okay, his hooks okay. were off the chain. Okay. And, um, and, and you can write me down for that and do your homework and you'll find out I'm right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, here, here's a guy on Bad Boy, part of that whole fucking scene, kind of dips out. Because, did he did he, did he become a pastor or yeah reverend yeah and everybody was kind of like oh okay that, that, that's what he's doing now well everybody knew he was never a part of the street like but he was signed with Bad Boy and he signed right at a time when it was Biggie and Pox beef and they both passed so it was sort of a gangster label put on Bad Boy and shoot even that even after Shine got that's going a little far but yeah he he always was kind of pigeonholed in a gangster. Uh, image because he was with Bad Boy, but he was never really a gangster. I never got that vibe from Mace at all. Right, but he was pigeonholed in that. Especially when you're wearing fucking bright neon, fucking shiny, shiny suits. clothes and white hats and yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, like I was super surprised to, to like, oh fuck, that's Mace. Yeah, and it didn't sound bad for a fucking old ass Mace. Yeah, I mean he. I th- I I like hiatuses. I love it. Who's who's like another artist that has like gone away for a little bit and just like come back strong? Jay Z. Mm, has he ever gone away? Yeah, I remember he retired. Away, he retired when? Yeah, for like a, a fucking summer. Yeah, he 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 claimed retirement. Um, like two thousand four, two thousand five. It's so like after the fucking Blueprint two. Yeah. Yeah, right after Blue Bunch And Blue Bunch, yeah. how many fucking albums has he had since? Oh, a couple. The Blackout. That's what I mean. And... Like, who's like disappeared for a piece of time and then came back and you're like, oh shit, he's still fucking Dre does it all the time. Dre doesn't write his own shit. Eminem. Yeah. But his, his stuff wasn't up to par. Um, dang, who who has taken hiatuses that, that came back strong? I can't think of any. 
I don't know if I can have a bunch of skaters, and that's my favorite thing. That's why Guy Mariano is always like my favorite skater. He's like the kid prodigy. Grew up on classic videos. Kind of disappeared, faded out. You heard bad things about him in like drug scene situation. And then he came back like in his 30s and came out on the girl video and was the fucking man. And it was like, oh, he's back. He killed it. He did it. Like I love, I can name a bunch of skaters who had similar stories like that. I love that. It's, I, I can't. I really can't think of like hip hop guys that like disappeared, fell off, and then came back and started like murdering it. I got like, a couple it. looking in my library right now. <laughs> they actually just dropped this month. Nappy Roos dropped a new album. Did oh. you know that? Oh. No. Did you know Public Enemy dropped a new album? What? Yes. Your homie Flavor Flav. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, he got kicked out of Public Enemy, didn't he? But he's on the album. That's Is he really? Funny. Yep. Also, did you know the Locks dropped a new album? That's interesting. I All within this shit. last two months. The I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for the next dip set. Right? <laughs> and and actually, the Lox's album was really good. Uh, Public Enemy had a few good hits, and Nappy Roots was kind of, to me, it was a Nappy Roots album, but it wasn't... Didn't warm you up? Not how their old ones did. Or, but, uh, my, my cousin Junebug, you know, R.I.P. Junebug, um, he's the one that actually got me into the locks uh the alcoholics mm, all the like, licks. Licks. like like a bunch of fucking um jedi mind tricks it's fairly like oh, undergroundish man. yeah, yeah. sunspot jones and shit <laughs> yeah because he was he was a dj so he had a lot of that shit on vinyl which is cool but so with with skaters does it happen often yeah, because you're a kid when you get scooped up with skating. Yeah. Like, you convince yourself mm-hmm. to stop going to school. You go on tour, you're making a bunch of money, and then you're a 15 year old who doesn't have to pay for clothes or shoes, <laughs> and you get checks for fucking doing what you love. So you kind of slide into some like little dark areas, just like anything, dude. You give any kid a bunch of money for almost no reason. Not no reason, like the effort's not there, but it's just not a daily grind. You're not you're not grinding it out with the same kind of like daily discipline, um, especially if you're an ultra talented kid. Where it just you know it's shit's easy when you're a kid, you know, and you get all this bread and you start fucking up, and then you know they come back. All the all the guys on Baker had like similar little things where they were all fucking up really bad. Always putting out material, but it's like the personal comeback stories, you know. All those guys that come back, you know, they're sober now and they're murdering it and they're leading these new teams and they have these new skaters under their wing and they're teaching them the ropes. It's really generational. So do do you think like that old I don't mean I don't want to say like way of doing things, but like that old skater, you know, young skater lifestyle. Um do you see do you view those skaters as more legitimate or a better story than say like a night at Houston? Well, it's everything's a bit different. Nige is a fucking psycho, dude. Like there's no How old he's is he? He's a little kid. Twenty something, man. He was he's like not 12 old when at all. He came up, wasn't yeah, he? he was a tiny little kid, this super prodigy kid, big old dreads, had that look. And he murdered contests. He's probably the greatest contest skater to ever live. Probably the best, like, stunt skater ever. He does the gnarliest rails. He does the craziest shit on him. 
And he, he's like, he's one of those, it's, it's hard to pigeonhole him and tell a, a narrative of skateboarding and include him without it really being like a sore thumb in a good way where it kind of just doesn't make sense. The difference now is similar with music where people have the technology to kind of build their own brand without Birdhouse, without Girl, without Chocolate, without Baker. Like you can have an Instagram account and a YouTube shit hmm. and kind of get your fucking way, you know what I mean? And get those sponsorships you need to skate for money. It's even happening with basketball. Dude. I saw uh, that Tristan Jazz, you ever heard of him I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah. That's the little white yeah. kid who fucking, yeah. he just travels. He's like, he's like and one-ish, but he's got a ridiculous jump shot and he just travels around he shoots his five on five his one on one he's got millions of followers millions of views on his videos it's like there's no excuse now if you're passionate about something start recording it start documenting it Gary Vee was talking about that where he was like dude it's not even about creating content anymore now it's just about documenting right you know what I mean like now it's just follow everything is reality TV right now and it's uh it's true he's not wrong about that there's so many more people too so you know nbc's not getting three million views youtube's getting like 10 and and plus they count the reviews too on youtube well you know that that like a lot of that has to do with the fact that people can view the content that they want at their pace right Mm -hmm. you know like you don't have to be you know sitting on the couch at like 6 p.m yeah yeah, there's no designated time and place to be to pick up whatever entertainment news or I mean, whatever media you're looking for. That's why, like, you know, people love like Netflix and Hulu. Like, yeah, Hulu, you have to wait till the next day for it to pop up. If you're but, a fucking adult, but at least they matter. offer it. Yeah, <laughs> you're not. Yeah, like you can watch it. You know, the the next night at fucking midnight if you want. You know, or what I always try to like decide on is whether or not it's like a nostalgic thing when you start talking about like like the sequence back in the day was so gnarly where if you were a skater a long time ago there's only magazine shots there wasn't even videos that often now there's just new content there's something uploaded on the kids instagram there's some new youtube thing there's nothing really highly produced but there's just so much going on where back in the day there would be a team would put out a video like every five years and there would be a premiere yeah. and there'd only be snapshots in Thrasher or Transworld. And like, there's just so much. It's like, I feel when I talk like this, I, it, it <clears throat> reminds me of adults who when we started getting CDs and or, and or downloaded music where they're like, you'll never know what it's like to open up a fresh record. Oh my And God. open it up and smell the record. That smell. And break open the vinyl and... Oh, you guys just, you know, there's no soul in downloading. It's like, I don't disagree with that because I feel like that with some of the own things I'm into where it's like, there is like a bit of soul taken out. But then you look at the performances and you're like, yeah, but these fucking kids are doing shit at a, at a rate that was unheard of when we're talking about this nostalgic period. Are there, are, are there young skaters out there who... Yeah, like their 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 highlights or their videos or whatever look good, but like they don't have like a a, a put together video because they can really only pop off a couple tricks. And you know, just for a comparison, if anybody's you know anybody can YouTube uh, either Jordan Kilgannon or Scorpion Dunk. And see that 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 motherfucker has hops. Yeah, he can dunk his ass off, but nobody's ever like talked about him being on, 
you know. Uh, yeah. Wait, what was yeah. the first guy's name that you said again? Jordan Kilgannon. Right, the guy with the colored hair, right? Yes. The white dude. Yes, the little white boy. Yeah. Insane it's dunking insane. ability, but it's like, that's all he really has. <laughs> well, with skating, it's right. similar because there's so many different avenues of skating where, like I said, Nige is probably the best, like, um, like, contest skater, but also, like, stunt skater. So his bread and butter is doing a 30 fucking stair rail and like just doing insane shit on it. And that's kind of his thing. So it's kind of like the dunk guy. No one's trying to watch Nigel Houston skate around the fucking neighborhood. But there are guys where they just have a style and a flow and a personality where you're like, I just want... Gons is a great example. He's fucking in his Mm. 50s now. I still, whatever they post up of him, I just want to see him push. There's guys who have that where it's like, yo, Antoine Dixon... Uh, gone. Yeah, there's just there's a couple of guys where it's not even about the trick almost, where you just kind of want to see them move because they do it in such a specific who's, way. Who's the guy that did the, that that gnarly downhill in San Francisco? Gons. Oh, okay. It's my favorite yeah, like, thing to watch. It, it's it's he, not even a trick, man. It's not a trick, but it's just a guy going downhill, but he does it so gracefully where it's like you... like I think any anybody else, or, or if you just saw like some random kid do that... You would think, oh, this like, uh, he's gonna get clipped, or he's gonna fucking he's for sure dying today. Yeah, yeah. But just to see, just to see him like take that whole fucking downhill, like it's not even a thing to him. Yeah, you could tell. Now there's a bunch of that. That's why it's kind of. I mean, skating's cool because you can kind of go whatever. There's vert guys who stay on ramps. There's guys who stay in the pools. Tranny guys who just like that kind of skating. There's straight street guys who just stay in the streets and dirty. Long V-neck, broken down back, all dirty and Sweaty shit. Like and just... fucking gross Chris Joslin kids that are like, bro, he doesn't give a fuck about what he's wearing right now. Like he's just trying to get this trick. The super technical guys, the Shane, all those kind of fellas that are just murderers. It's it, you find you find what resonates to your nature. So if it's the big gnarly Nigel shit, like I I don't have a desire to kickflip anything <laughs> so i i like watching the old Do gons videos flip. of him doing early shit i like watching old Nottis videos i like watching old h street videos where there's a lot of actual skating it's not you watch a video now it's cut trick 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 before there was like a line you know you would watch the kids skate through the brooklyn banks or he'd skate through emb or he'd skate through venice you would watch how he like did life you'd watch how he did it it wasn't just his tricks so, it's him putting it together. There's a bit of yeah. There's a bit of that missing nowadays. But all the older guys talk that shit. <laughs> there's no soul in these videos. But the tricks you're watching, if you've ever tried to flip that wood around, you'd be like, "What the hell am I watching? How did he do that?" And it's you know, bananas. And like concurrently, like there's there's it, it's it's that way with like rap too. Like there's guys that can freestyle like a motherfucker. Juice and supernatural. Say, never never had world. a fucking. Never had oh, a good. Had never had a good single in his life. Yeah, yeah those are some of the best battles. Him and Supernat. Yeah, Juice battled Eminem. He beat Eminem in the rap Olympics. All those guys were great, but they couldn't put together an album. And then there, I'm sure there's album guys who, if you got them at a party with a couple of drinks, like "Yo, man, spit," you'd be like, "This guy's famous." This guy makes money at rapping, dude. I got. I gotta Fuck be honest him. though. There is one dude that is a part of the new bunch that is the best freestyler I've ever heard. Shia LaBeouf. No, I, I will actually go on record and say that he's probably, if not better, just as good as Supernatural. 
And that's Juice World. You gotta if you listen to his freestyles. I mean, his his records are totally different from when he freestyles on. He he did a whole he did a whole hour two times. So he did two full hours of straight freestyle. One of them was like I think half of the half an hour of it was just straight Eminem beats. That's funny. But he did it on uh, what you call it? The the dude from England. He did oh, it on his show. Shit. Yeah 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 no, yeah. He did it on his show. Fuck, I used to know all this stuff, dude. Damn, I don't know his name. Oh, I, I see him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, he's an older dude. Got right. glasses and shit, yep, just yep. like this. Like, I oh, yeah, I saw, I saw clips with fucking Lil Dicky in him. Yeah, yeah, um, he did it. He, he, fuck, what's best show on TV, by the way, dude. That first Dave? season of Dave yeah. is fucking... Oh, that was awesome. Have that you was, seen that? Yeah. Dude, that shit. show is yeah. fucking funny. Good yeah. job, Lil Dicky. Right? Seriously. They're... We should call him Dave. He wants to be called Dave. Dave. Right? He's a grown-up. Hi, I'm We're Dave. We're grown-ups. Yeah. <laughs> Who's <But>. Dave? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't walk up to Jay-Z and be like, what up, Jay? Like, I'd have to... I'd call Your name is Sean. What is the fucking mama called him Clay? Like, I have that uh, attitude. Like, mama named Clay? I'm not mama calling call you Clay. Snoop Calvin. <laughs> We're both adults here, asshole. Calm down. Like, Mr. Brodus at best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. Calling DMX Earl and shit. Uh, speaking of music, <laughs> I wanted to get this. Uh, I, I just found this out like last night, I think. Yeah, it was last night. Do you know that the walk on the wild side was about fucking was was about tranny people? What the fuck are you talking about now, Brian? Yeah, walk on the wild side. Is this something you read on Reddit? No, you gotta you watch the video and listen to his words. He's talking about transitioning into a woman. Talking about him shaving his legs. Listen to the song. I swear to God. If you're I at home, that... listen to the song. Let us know. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I'm going to put time into that. I, well, I, no, I, no, it, it's a great song. You know this. You remember the song "Walk on the Wild Side"? Of course, man. It's a good song. But I never knew it was about that stuff. I'm so, still not sure that, that it is. It is. It, okay, so does that make it not a good song anymore? No, it makes it a great song. It makes it. I mean, to me, a little more classic. I think. Brian's <laughs> into that shit. That's funny. But, I mean, no, I, it was a trip to me. That I, I, I could. I did not know that. Love a song that much and not know the double meaning behind it. I mean, think about it. It's called Walk on the Wild Side. Well, I mean, there's ter- there's tons of songs where it's like now, as an adult, you're like, wow, that guy was kind of creepy. Or, you know, like, there's fucking songs that they play on the radio where fucking dudes singing like, She's just fifteen years old. Uh, it's like, why, why are you why are you singing about her like that then? You know, like that's not cool. Like it wasn't cool back then. Bowie songs about fucking banging thirteen year old virgins and shit. Yeah, I'm like whoa, dude. It's like you know, like that was cool in high school. No, it wasn't fucking still cool. Wasn't man. that cool then, Brian? Still, <laughs> what are you talking about? I was sixteen. Oh man, I get it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it was cool to be. Brands like David Bowie. Sixteen girls deboning versions. That's all that I'm saying. Okay. Nothing right. more. But I mean, it's not. It's not okay if you're like sixteen, fucking a twelve year old. No, but when you were thirteen. I don't think I was having any sex I don't, when I yeah. was thirteen. Are you in high school in thirteen? Fourteen. Mm-hmm. I was fourteen when I lost my virginity. No shit. <clears throat> what was his name? <laughs> Christine, but no, I'm not gonna go out of that. <laughs> so, 
Brandon, I have a, have a question for you. Oh, shit. So, I saw this uh, TikTok where somebody was was very angrily filming. You know how, like, in front of a church, there's always, like, the little sign with a marquee on it? Um, something clever? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's usually something clever, like, salvation this way or whatever. <laughs> um, but the sign said... Um, a respectful atheist is better than a disrespectful Christian. Mm. She was she was upset at the church because how dare they even acknowledge like any atheist and put down any sort of Christian. Like, well, if that was her beef, then that's being silly. Your belief in God's got. Almost nothing to do with your like moral behavior. If you have a responsibility and a respect for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, you try to listen to your new king. And that response is better behavior. But to assume that atheism or people that don't believe in Jesus or don't have a belief in God are immoral and that they shouldn't be put on the same standard of morality, that's in fucking insane. Like, that's, that's a silly thing. I know people that don't believe. One of our best friends on our little thread that we talk on all the time, mm-hmm. he doesn't believe in nothing, and he's a great guy, dude. So yeah. that's a that's kind of a silly thing. I always kind of go back to a old Ravi Zacharias quote about Jesus didn't come back to make good people or to make bad people good. He came to make dead people live. So it's like that's kind of the foundation of the resurrection and Jesus and Christianity. It's not so much believe in these books and then, you know, you'll be a better person. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> so she was just mad. Well, I mean, the sign's true, though. I mean, you can take atheist and Christian out of that sign and just put person. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like that, that, was my, that was my thought process. But just like, like, she was like super offended. But, it, and the funny part is, I don't, even think, I don't even think, like, it didn't sound like she went to that church. Just rode by a sign and got mad. Yeah, rode rode by a sign, fucking a lot pulled of that over. Going on nowadays. Yeah, pulled over yeah. and was like, "How dare they?" And blah blah blah. It's like fucking slow down there, Karen. That's uh, a lot. I mean, I don't know. That kind of stuff trips me out because anytime I always go like Jeremiah's question in the book of Jeremiah, dude, he gets kind of fed up with his situation and he asked God, you know, why do you why do you let all this bad stuff go down? Or why do you let all these people that don't respect your name, why do they win? Da 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 and he goes on this little tirade and gets you know, he's kinda of complaining towards God about, you know, what's fair and God stops him and he basically tells him, like, that's a cool story and everything, but how about you just get to work? Get to work. How are you gonna run with the stallions if you can't even keep up on foot out here? How if I'm going to send you to the city, you know, he's sending them up to Jerusalem. If I'm going to send you to downtown, if I'm going to send you into the, the place where it's really going down and you're getting outworked out here in the sticks, bro, you're not doing it right. So I have a, you know, shitting on patriots, but I have a real Bill Belichick idea when it comes to Christianity where it's like, do your job, do your job. The body of Christ, the nose is never jealous of the ear. You see somebody, you just do your job. What are you? What's your place in the kingdom? What's your place in the body? Do your fucking job. Don't worry about him. That kind of stuff. So rolling by a sign and seeing something like that and spending time upset about that. What? It's not really my do, thing. Do you believe in alien or do you believe in life outside of? Oh shit! What a podcast! Yeah, go. this is gonna be way too long. Um, 
Long story short, and people will trip out at this if they never heard it initially. And if they have heard it initially, they probably heard it in a slightly different way. But I don't believe in extraterrestrial entities. I believe in interdimensional entities oh, that are like under the point. guide. Good point. They're under the guise. They're going to come to us like, oh, we're your... And you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, and he's very like... He's very familiar with the literature when it comes to extraterrestrial shit and you talk to him about what he thinks it is and what he thinks will happen it's like that's a pretty standard uh perspective and i think he's right but i think he's uh he's not right in what they actually are right they will show up evolution's got a big part of this because if evolution is foundational then when they come down and claim to be our higher evolved brothers millions of years ahead here to help us out and our mental capacity to move to the next level the higher evolved humans it makes a lot of sense but that's not i don't think that's what they are at all i think they are like demonic beings and i think they will come over to kind of trick us they talk about in the end times how there's a great falling away of the faith and and there is going to be a one world religion, a one world government. I don't see any of the big three religions actually pulling that off. I don't think the world's just going to embrace Catholicism or Christianity or Muslims or uh, any of them. Judaism. I don't think any of that's going to happen. I think it really be, will be like a new age situation where... Scientology. I yeah. mean... Honestly, dude, you read you read Dianetics, you read some L. Ron Hubbard, dude. It's well, I mean, it's real, it's clinical psychology, man, with with some really cute new words, which is basically everything. But back to extraterrestrials, I don't think that's what they are. I think there is going to be some sort of contact, and they will come through as, hey, we're this, but that's not really what they are. Do you think that's what uh, uh, Skinwalker Ranch is? <laughs> Oh, I think there are spaces. I mean, cosmic geography is like what they talk about. Sacred geography is like a biblical thing. All the different kind of mountains that are repeated throughout the Old Testament, like the Mount Hermon situation where that's where the watchers came down or the rock where Jesus like revealed to the three homies who he really is. And like there's all this space, you know, sacred space in the temple, the holy of the holies. So... I do think there are certain areas that are primed for paranormal activity, you know? Do you think it's because of it's a different dimension? I think it's dimensional, yeah. There's another Joe Rogan thing, and everybody talks about doing the toad and ayahuasca, how there's entities, and I think that stuff is 100% real. I think that's why scripture goes, hey, you know... The prescription from the biblical worldview is when it comes to pharmacia, when it comes to drugs, when it comes to things, that you shouldn't deal with it because you're stepping into a situation, you're stepping into a world, you're stepping into a realm that you don't fully understand and they're going to take advantage. Yeah. That's why no one comes out of those things unless you had a foundational understanding of Christ. Very rarely do you talk to the ascended masters or the aliens or whoever you're talking to on these trips. They never come out and go, they told me Jesus is Messiah and he's the Lord and King of the universe. That'll never happen because the bulk of those entities that try to get in our minds and try to give us any sort of new perspective on metaphysical truth, they're never going to you know, throw up a Jesus banner. They're, they're anti-Christs. They, they're not trying to have us have the salvation he provided on the cross. They want to talk us into this, the old Genesis 3 jazz. You are like gods. 
it's going to be fine. You've got this all on your own. And when you talk basic worldview with those kind of people that have had those, tra- I'm from that world, dude. We done this is where I this is where I started before it was a biblical worldview in my mind. In my mind, this is the shit I was into. So like I have, I know what it is. Where we're all gods. We're all here to experience. And like I get all that that whole perspective. That's why I like hearing your take because I know that you come from a perspective of when we were kids. starting from the bottom. Well, you yeah. knew pre. Right. You knew pre-Christian, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, and I like I love to hear your views about religion because it makes sense to me. I know where your head was at that time. And to graduate, like there had to be something that happened or something. Well, that's something why I always of. tell people that knew me before. It was like, you know how much I read and how much I'm into this stuff. And like, I have good retention and I, I like to build these matrix of ideas to form really, you know, robust thoughts about these things. And... I didn't come to the conclusion that Jesus is exactly who he claims to be and the Bible is exactly what it claims to be. Like, that was an often no, like, ridiculous nonsense. Like, that took a while. And I came in kicking and screaming. Like, C.S. Lewis talks, he probably was the most, as a convert, probably the most rebellious. Like, it's like, oh, this is true, but I don't want to change. Like, (laughs) there's a lot of that. And it's still happening. You know, I'll I'll be honest. I'll be honest, like, um... Before I before I really got to know you, um, and even though like I you know I, I knew you were dating my sister for a while, met you like once, um, like we were cool but didn't really talk to each other. Yeah, like whenever we were around each other, brother in law shit. You know, yeah. I'm dating his little sister. Yeah. You know, um, it's hard to high five that guy for a while, <laughs> right? Yeah. What do you mean my little sister's pregnant? <laughs> um, anyway, so it wasn't until like I lived with you and Lizzie and got to hear you and your like perspective on things and just like and I've I've mentioned it, I think I think it might have been on like in the first or second episode, of like how you how like the way you explain shit You're is right. just so easier for me yeah. to like ingest, digest, and like come away thinking like you know that actually makes a lot of fucking sense. Um, uh, this this podcast will will be released on uh, Tuesday the twentieth, which just happens to be uh, my fortieth birthday. Woo! And uh, oh, yeah. there was like for for a while, um, especially like the, my time in Lancaster, which I was thirty thirty and thirty one there. Um, there was like a chunk of time where I didn't even think I was going to make 40. I hear that. That's crazy. I know that game. (laughs) Um, you know, and, and I was like, oddly and even like morbidly okay with that. Um, like it wasn't until, you know, like you really came along, like, you know, like. In, in a in a major way, in my life, where you know I got I got to the point where you know I felt comfortable um, talking about God again, because uh, for a while, like you know, you know, me and homeboy upstairs, like we weren't that close. <laughs> um, <clears throat> like you take away, you know, most. 
of my family that I fucking care about, you know, there's there's gonna be some some harsh feelings there. Um, it's hard to reconcile the loss. Yeah, but um, I was able to at least like begin the healing process with that relationship. Um, I I believe in God. I wouldn't necessarily call myself a Christian. I just don't like the idea of organized religion. Like I don't mind, I you know, um, the beliefs and and everything that comes with it. It's just like, you know, I don't want to feel like I have to be like tied to a team. Um, not that I'm like trying to like hedge my bets and be oh you know it could be Allah or you know Buddha or mm-hmm. you know like I'm not trying to do that like. I know who the man and or woman is, um, but being about to turn 40 after there was a, like, like I said, like a good chunk of my life where I didn't think that was possible. It's like, it's, it's a really big deal. Like to me, you know, like I'm trying, you know, everybody tries to be a better person. Um, I'm trying to do better in life in general and do much better with my health. I'm trying to stick around for my nieces and nephew. Um, like that, you know, that's what's important to me now. You know, I don't, you know, about to be 40, don't have any kids. Um, I don't see that happening anytime soon. I'm kind of at the point where it's like, you know what? Not not a big deal to me if that if it doesn't happen. But at least I have Moni and Bobby and Eli. And like like that's something that I think I owe you for. That's hey, interesting. Man. That's funny. No, the uh I think I feel like a any Christian person here is someone that's Getting more open to Jesus and that those sort of ideas, and then one of their you know the criticism or that internal feeling is like I just don't I'm not about organized religion. I hear a million Christians go, it's not a religion, it's a relationship, <laughs> and uh, there's a bunch of truth to that where you, you don't have to be tied on to like a church, but there is there is a sequence to your sanctification that once you are part of the body of Christ and you really are like you know a servant soldier for Jesus that going to church, it's a relief. Cause if you really do have that urge for the great commission to make disciples of all nations and you're fighting in the world that's set up against you, it's nice to meet up every Sunday with a group of people that believe the same stuff you believe. Don't think you're insane. Understand why you think it's reasonable. And they worship the same, the same entity. The I actually God have of a Israel. question. I got a question. Um, Okay, so you said that you the dimensional thing and stuff. So, yeah. Okay, so that actually has to raise a question about what you think God is. Do you think he created dimensions or do you think he created humans? Or did he, I mean, because obviously he created all, but... Well, I think when I mean, they say why, God, why the heavens he, why, and why? the earth, I think when, you, when they mention the heavens, I think that I think that's a safe place to be, you know... The dimensions that you're talking about. Well, see, because when I think about dimensional things, I think that God is above making a human because 
he thought above what our human mind is capable of thinking. And I think that actually could bring into question about why God and um, uh, evolution can exist at the same time. There's theistic see evolution what I'm that a lot of people kind of prescribe to. The I, you know, God started this thing and he uses the tools of evolution to make, you know, for 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 things to be the way they are. I don't I don't, I don't I'm not so positive about that. There's a couple really really smart people that believe in that and you read their stuff and you're like, "That makes a bit of sense." But there's something there's a couple little points and then there's just something internally something in my chest that I just don't think that's the case. I could be wrong. I've been wrong about this stuff and revised my thoughts on all this kind of theology a hundred times over with different kind of information that you come across. Um, but you talking about like dimensions, there's definitely an invisible realm. There's a spiritual supernatural reality that's all around us. And the Bible claims that that's where the higher reality is. And that's what trickles down into us. So when Paul talks about how that our fight isn't with flesh and blood, like our struggles are not with each other, with other people. It's a spiritual situation every single time. The powers, the principality, to the thrones. He uses all this language, talks about these different kind of entities that influence us in the world around us, the systems around us. That that stuff is that stuff is super legit to me. <laughs> And I mean, that's what I believe in when it comes to dimensional stuff, that there is definitely an invisible realm of, of shit going down. So what, I mean, God had to play a part in some of it. Or, all or of it. All of it. He, yeah, he started this whole thing. So he's pretty much a pineal gland of the solar system in a, in a way to look at it very tiny. Because if you were to think about what was going on in your head, you don't know what synapses are touching with that. You know, when you see a picture of the way a brain works, isn't that kind of uh, showing of what we see the solar, or people say the solar system looks like? So, so, so to say that, I, I, I don't know, I'm getting a little ahead of myself now. I've, I've had this conversation with Brandon about like um, other intelligent life, where I think... to. To me, at least, like it makes more sense that we're not, because I think, and, and the and I think the analogy that I use is like we're just one vegetable in God's garden, you know. And I'm, I I'm of the belief that in some other galaxy, somebody else is the carrots. In another galaxy, somebody else is the lettuce. Yeah. Or something, or mm. whatever. Right. So that would mean. Yeah, yeah. The Mandela effect is real. That means you're living one life, <laughs> right? Every other one is something separate. I don't think he thinks there's parallel like universes. I think he just thinks the universe the same we're idea. in is so big that there's other, there's something else there. Other us's that aren't necessarily like right. Yeah, and us. and I believe that more than a parallel universe, as well. You know, I'd like to think that there's another dude in a parallel universe that's just fucking killing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's 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 Christian sects that talk about that because when they talk about God being like that Trinity figure, there's the Father, the Holy Spirit, and then the person, the person Jesus of Nazareth, and then if we're made in His image, that there's a similar thing. There's our incarnated being, Brandon. Then there's the Spirit of Brandon that I also interact with. That 
who do we argue with in our head during our moral dilemmas? Right. When we're making decisions that we know are wrong, like, you know, the old cartoon, the angel and the, the devil on our shoulder. I'm not sure about this, but I know there's some biblical precedents where you, we're arguing with our spirit. And the mistake that we make as moderns is that everything's so mechanical and chemical in our minds that we think we think that our spirit talk in our mind is like a gas pedal when really it's an odometer that we have like control over. You see, when you read in the Psalms, when the guy has a crushed spirit, he actually like argues with his spirit. He talks to his spirit. Here's how it's going to be. And now when we have our like internal dialogues, it's not so much like a conversation. It's more of like we get guidance from it. And I think that's kind of a big mistake if you're trying to live a little bit more biblical you believe in the biblical worldview then that that back and forth with your internal is is isn't right we shouldn't be taking like orders or feel our like a self-esteem should come from that place we actually talk to the our own spirit and kind of control shit on what's going on if that makes any sense <laughs> Like what would like what would be like an example like if when you're sitting in there, and you made a mistake, something moral that you feel bad about doing, and your spirit's giving you trouble about it, like acknowledging the sin, if you're gonna use the Christian words, is one thing, but then letting the accuser, Satan, make you feel bad and keep you into a space of depression or saying like that's not biblical like you're supposed to put the foot down with your spirit it's like your twin it's your invisible twin that is a f and dude. you talk to him like hey we're fucking good we've been reborn you've been spiritually reborn I've been reborn that just blew my birth. mind well it's funny because when Nicodemus is talking to Jesus it gets like that where Nicodemus is like but how can you be reborn and Jesus is like don't you t aren't you a teacher of Israel how do you not know this shit like it's funny how dude read the gospels and how Jesus talks back to people it's fucking hilarious but that's one of those things where it's like it's an obvious little diet it's an obvious little situation if, if you're you know if you're into the Bible this is what it is but even people into the Bible don't have that relationship set up that way in their mind. Right, that's because I think about, like, I'm <clears throat> trying to find an answer to what it is, and I don't have any answer of what it's it is. It's you. You do. But it's not you. But yeah, right, Just but like you Jesus an and the Holy though. Spirit. I don't. Jesus is the Holy Spirit. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, him and the Father, the Trinity is three persons, one thing. We have a similar thing where there is a Spirit Brandon. That we fucking talk to in our head, dude. There's a spirit that you're, there's a Brian spirit that you talk to. And all those old, think of all those old like idioms and the way that old religious people used to talk. We're like, oh, he's, you know, there's trouble in his spirit. You know, that guy's, that guy's got trouble in his soul or there's demons in that boy. It's like, those things are fucking more legit than I think we give credit for. And it's funny because if you dig into clinical psychology or any sort of like brain kind of science, like you kind of see... How everybody's shrugging with a big fat, I don't fucking know where any of this comes from. And then if you plug in the biblical worldview where the holes are, it actually makes a ton of sense. You're That's like, a oh, trip, shit. Dude. This, this book might not be a bunch of fucking dumb stuff. This might be pretty legit. But yeah, I think that's a great thing that I, I always want to stress to like Christians. Like your, your voice in your head is you, but it's like not you. You know what I mean? And 
in the spiritual realm, there's influences. That's what Paul's talking about. So you got to like make sure you and your spirit are making sense and reacting according to the See, sacred word. See, a lot of people word. don't get the Paul thing. I don't get it, but I can he see He wrote it. a lot of the New Testament. Right. Yeah, I get, you know, I get in trouble for that a lot. Like I talk like people already know what I'm talking about. I just yeah. go on like a Brandon E. Tangent and everyone's like, no one knows what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> like, sorry. No, but you got to know. Like, that's the good thing is, I mean... I mean, you have to be interested. You have to at least try to search. You have to look for the truth in what you're saying. And a lot of people well, don't do that. do that in conversation. Well, I try to do that where it's like uh, where you talk above somebody, like not in like a dickhead way, but you do it in a way where you're saying enough where they are interested, but you're leaving enough open where they have to search. Because it says, you know, the scripture says, Search and you'll find. It doesn't say sit on your fucking ass and it's going to land in your lap. You got to do work. Knock. You know what I mean? It, there's never, it's never a real like complacent uh, like mentality. That's not what you're called to be. You're supposed to search and think and knock and look. You're supposed to do that sort of stuff. So if I think the biblical worldview is the truth and that's the prescription, then I try to like carve little, little tracks for people to kind of go. So if I bring up a Ravi Zacharias or a Jordan Peterson article or something from scripture, like I hope people get a tap on the shoulder from their spirit, Allah, the Holy Spirit. And then they go and they research it and then brings them closer to Jesus. Like when people say something along the lines of, I like talking to you about Bible stuff because it makes it more like interesting. That's like the best thing ever. Cause I feel like if you have a general interest in scripture and you take it serious with an open heart it'll blow your mind and there's you know there's a supernatural aspect of it as well where jesus promises an advocate a counselor the holy spirit will enter your heart and it'll help you kind of divide the word correctly and it'll help you make better decisions that are a bit more kingdom oriented a little bit more what would jesus do <laughs> and that's a hundred that's any 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 born-again christian who's repented and saw how their life turns around and how their different kind of like habits and their wants like how that I tell the same story before about my little conversion where I mean I grew up in Vegas you hear the way I talk where girls were you know very sexualized little space and I grew up with a bunch of boys bunch of buddies and we didn't have a ton of like supervision so like porn and like just getting chicks and drinking with girls and smashing like that was not a foreign thing dude that was a very like just growing up thing which I'm, I'm guessing most people will experience a similar upbringing you know boys upbringing in the last 30 years pretty similar but without me really working on it after I had like a, a conversion event experience I took the Greyhound home back to Las Vegas once and I went into the bathroom and I shut the bathroom door and on the bathroom door there was like a picture cut out of a naked chick and T two days before that, I would have chuckled, laughed, maybe even folded it up and put it in my pocket. <laughs> but after that, for some reason, and this was completely foreign to me, and the urge for these thoughts seemed really external, like they weren't mine, that I was being fed this, and it was more like, that's somebody's daughter, that should be somebody's wife, those things are not for you. This feeling, the thoughts, everything you're doing right now with this imagery is not of God. So what are you doing? That's because you're married. 
Bro, this was You're... fucking three years before I was married. Oh. You're not listening, dog? <laughs> this has nothing to do with marriage. It has yeah, nothing you went to back do to with Vandy's anything. House. Yeah. He's like, how big were her titties? That's, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Hey, that's <laughs> some... But, dude, that's some... I was just talking about that. That's some disciple shit, dude. Jesus is telling... <laughs> Jesus just fed 5,000 people. And he's on the boat coming from the space they just were. It's the miraculous, you know, multiplication of bread and fish. And he gets on the boat and he's talking to his buddies about, hey, you know, watch out for the Pharisees. Watch out for Herod. You know, they're like Levin. And they look around and they're like, oh, shit, did, did we not bring enough bread? Like, what the fuck? That's not what he's talking about. It. Did we just bring enough bread? Did you not see this fucking guy just feed 5,000 people? Like, what you, you it, that doesn't even make sense how you responded. Like, so whenever I hear people respond from left field when it comes to religious stuff, I'm just like, yeah, that's pretty common. <laughs> Jesus' best buddies who followed him for years did it constantly. They're like, huh? Yeah, you got it, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they did it later, too. He breaks down the whole he breaks down the whole plan. I'm going to Jerusalem. I'm going to get hemmed up. I'm going to get turned in by the homie. <laughs> They're going to beat me up, spit on me, and crucify me. And James and John, the sons of thunder, should, hey, hey, can you make sure I get a space in your glory? It's like, what the fuck? Did you just hear what he said? So, they, so uh, when you go, you got my back, right? Oh, there's just a complete misconception about what the good news is. Jews still are waiting for a Messiah that's going to, you know, bring the Jews back to Israel. And, you know, it's a more of a King David story. But that's why Jesus responds with all that. You know, my kingdom is not of this world. Like you guys are, you guys are getting this all wrong. What do you think about like that that TikTok I showed you, where the guy quote unquote found like a, a an underground third temple in Israel? What I need to watch that because I mean there there is such a, a rich history of all these holy sites remember i mentioned earlier about like cosmic geography and like sacred space like that is not a thing that people that have these beliefs take lightly and so you find out that all these different holy sites are built on top of each other throughout the millennium like so i i don't doubt that if there's one if there's a if there's an ancient catholic church and somewhere in turkey and da, 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 i promise if you dig through the basement there's another one you know what i mean like it's been there for a while because that's what the retaking of the nations really is. You go into Genesis 10 and they give you the table of nations, all those places where the Tower of Babylon, when the people were spread out with different languages, they give off this table of nations. And when you look at the New Testament in Acts, read it slow. Look what they're trying to do. They're trying to retake the nations. This whole that, world see, is God's, but then he gave it up. My favorite. It's, it's pretty fascinating shit, man, because you see in the aftermath from Psalm 82 and Deuteronomy 32, where, you know, all of God, you know, God starts the garden, we fuck it up, he gives us, he gives us a little shining thing where he talks, it's the first, like, prophecy of Jesus where he talks about how the... the seed of the woman's gonna squash the head of the serpent... But he's gonna bruise his heel, so he's gonna win the he's gonna win the war, but he'll lose the battle because he's gonna fuck up his foot, and that's like you know a lot of people point to like the crucifixion where Jesus got his ass kicked and he got put on this cross, but ultimately led to the death, which led to the resurrection, which led to his ascension, which 
brought death, took away all the power from the devils and all the all the gods of the nations that I was just talking about. So he tells he yeah, it doesn't go good for a second time after the Nephilim and after the sons of God come down and mate with women and start that whole beef, the watchers and Enoch and all that jazz. And he starts another like covenant with Noah where he talks about, you know, be fruitful and multiply. And then the next verses or the next like chapters, it's the exact opposite. They're building a city and like revolt to God. Like we can do it ourselves sort of thing. And he breaks up that city. He separates the people, gives them different languages. And he says that he aligns, he assigns different lowercase g gods, different spiritual entities to kind of reign over them and he kept Israel for himself Jacob's his allotted heritage so it's like a real fascinating thing so he gives off the world so when you hear about those old ancient civilizations that had these gods it's like that that that's biblical that's that's not just ancient history there's a biblical precedence for that history where God gave his own little angels you know he gave them authority over these nations and then these, these different gods, lowercase g gods, didn't do so well when they were leading. They didn't do good. They judged unjustly. And there's a whole thing. I think Psalm 82 is the one where he's giving them shit. Or Deuteronomy 32. And he, you know, he starts his own relationship. He's like, fine, I'll do this myself. I'll grab my own nation. You guys can do your thing, but I'm going to have these people. And that's what Israel is. When you hear Israel and Jews talk about being the chosen people, that's like what they're talking about. That the God of gods chose us. You guys have your gods and your bullshit, but our God is the fucking man. And that's basically the Old Testament. <laughs> God's relationship with Israel and Israel's relationship with the world. And then Israel fucked it up so bad that God had to come back down for him as himself. He had to do it himself. He couldn't redeem us with the relationship that he had with Israel. He couldn't graft the Gentiles into the vine of life. How do you know this is true? Like, I, I just always have that weird... Like, I, well, there's a weird trip because if you read just secular history... Samaritans how do you have gods? That story? Egyptians how do you, have who gods. told you that? Is that like in verbatim what the Bible said? Is that just you break kinda... it open? That's why. That's why I said earlier. Like, because like I mean, I can hear people 32. speak awesome shit, but at the same time, is, is it, it just nonsense? a conspiracy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, go into Spe it. Okay, you know what I mean. Speaking of, speaking of conspiracies, Brian, what's your favorite conspiracy theory? Ooh. I don't know, man. God, My... I have I have a weird one. Um, while you think of yours, um, for some reason, the story of the Philadelphia experiment fascinates me so much. What happened at the Philadelphia experiment again? I got really Fresh gnarly into that. So too. the Philadelphia experiment was, they experimented on a naval ship. I think it was a battleship maybe. Um, when? They try know. to make it like be invisible, but it, yeah. it like went to another dimension and even like did some time traveling. Yeah, when so, it came back, there was like sailors stuck in the wall type shit. Yeah, dude, like, my grandpa, my my grandpa was one of like three people stuff. to survive in a boat when he was a part of the navy. And hmm. nobody, we can't find any research about this boat. He's never told anybody in my family. I mean, it's a story I have that to he sit tells down with us. the old man. 
right? But he's pa- he's done. He pa- uh, he's passed away, wow. and nobody figured the story out. No, he didn't. Nobody like, knows. Leave notes or he went to Montauk, no. bro. No, he Montauk didn't leave chair. any notes. This is what I'm saying, dog. Before I was like, before I like went into like, and he didn't tell anybody. Yeah, nobody knows the story. <laughs> he just that was the story. I like Philadelphia experiment shit. That was the story, was that he was floating in the middle of the sea, a part of the Navy, and he was one of the only survivors. So tell me about the Philadelphia experiment. So it was, a, it was a boat that they tried to make, you know, they tried to give it like stealth, you know, make it stealth so that, that way it wouldn't be detected by enemy radar. But the what? conspiracy theory goes um, that... They made it completely invisible while it was invisible. That's a trip. It, and, you know, it ended up doing a little bit of time travel. Apparently, yeah. And when it came back, like Brandon said, like there was like dudes like warped, you know, into a wall. Like they're like from their legs down, they were sticking out of the side wall. But from the waist up, they were in the floor. Like that kind of thing. Like, like super fucked up. What the fuck? It was, so it was like they were somewhere in another world, and in this world, they got caught in it. Something like that. I don't, I don't know. When it I, came back. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, I wasn't there. But uh, <laughs> um, there was a dope-ass movie in the 80s about it. Um, if anybody's ever read uh, William Cooper's Behold the Pale Horse, uh, there's, there's a good uh, chapter in that as well. But have you have you thought of uh, your favorite? My favorite, it, it's just surface level stuff like Tupac still alive. Yeah, being Tupac still being alive. Um, not eleven. That's my favorite one. That's my go-to. Because I think everything so, everything converts back to nine eleven. So that's are, going on today. So are you, you of have, the opinion that it was an inside job? Yeah, and okay. I, yeah, and I think everything goes back, and the finger gets pointed at the bushes. And everybody wants to go and say Clinton this, Clinton that. Do you know who George Bush's father was? I do. You do? Okay. Do you know who Ronald Reagan was? Ronald Reagan was? Do you know what he did? Yeah. Like pushing that crack. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's one thing when I when I talk to people that are a bit older that don't really like subscribe to any of that kind of thought how if it's an inside job it's absolute bullshit i'm always like dude you should read like some operation northwoods or like you should read some declassified military stuff because if you don't think that the u.s government is down for like fucking over people that like you're 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 sorely mistaken there's a good documentary that like gets conspiratorial that's like it's kind of eye-opening that uh all wars are banker wars yeah you ever seen that yep new american century will do a number on you if you're not careful there's a lot of that kind of stuff. I know a lot of you, especially if you're on our, our age range, have watched the fucking Zeitgeist videos on YouTube. Fucking or oh, Justin. Yeah. Don't get me started with fucking Zeitgeist, <laughs> man. What about you, Brandon? You have a favorite? Of course, all those. I love that shit so much. It's not so much conspiracy stuff, but I I like supernatural stuff. Like uh, I I was I was a full fledged member of. Edgar Casey's little group, a little A.R.E. He was this guy who, like, apparently can, like, tap into these Akashic records, this, like, you know, the Book of Life sort of stuff, if you want to put in, like, biblical language, like, that sort of thing where it's, like, just this 
this history of everything that's ever happened and you can kind of dial into it and he did some pretty gnarly prophetic shit and like uh just medical stuff was like a big eye-opening thing people had trouble with you know little timmy in south dakota had earaches and before any of the modern medicine had these kind of prescriptions he would be like oh take him to drier place and da 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 tell him this this and that and all that shit kind of panned out he's got a lot of that um and so just the idea very like new age theosophy helen Bavatsky, all that kind of stuff astral projection and just a spiritual it's kind of like a spiritual realm just without like the highest authority you know you don't acknowledge Yahweh or the biblical God with any of that but I was really into that for a little bit if we're talking like raw conspiracies like I, I can't, I've been into this shit for as long as I can remember dude like you know the old JFK shit you know yeah. we were kids for that movie and I was just yeah. like hold on dude like is this like you know grabbing adults in the room like is this legit dude yeah. like Back into the left, like it just—it <laughs> made a lot of sense. And then you know, Bill Cooper shit. Well, you know, I was, yeah, I was pretty young for horse. yeah. I was pretty Great young stuff. for that. Just all that kind of stuff was always big. The alien stuff, yeah, has always been a big just, deal. Yeah, just ancient yeah, aliens, all that. Yeah, like listening it. to Coast to Coast with fucking George Nori. Um, yeah, Brian. Ghosts exist. Yes or no? Yeah. Ooh, that was quick. That was super quick. Easy. Why? Because I watched Ghost Adventures. Oh fuck yeah! I thought you were gonna I have love like fucking... you just said that. I thought you were gonna have like some fucking cool ass <laughs> story. Nah, cause Ghost Adventures. I got a cool story too, though. My grandma, uh, when she passed away, uh, she liked to take pictures, and she loved her fucking rose bushes. And she took a picture, just a bunch of pictures of a rose bush growing, and we found her film and uh, opened the. Uh, we got that roll developed and we opened the thing up and it started smelling like roses. Like you could smell the roses. And we started looking at the pictures and it was just pictures of a rose bud. Like rose bushes. It was just like one of those things. Just like a little thing that you just get. That you know. There's something extra. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just one thing that just kind of got me, you know, ghost exists. Into ghosties. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a couple of experiences, like both like alone and around people. Um, I'm a huge fan, and I hope one day we can uh, get them on the podcast. But everybody should go to YouTube and just watch uh, Nuke's top five. Uh, subscribe okay, to his channel. Nuke. His fucking videos are like he does a really good job. Um, Kind scowling of scowling the internet for yeah shit. like you know I love, doing the, that, I love hearing people like that but talk. like He's also so presenting ready. you like the video and like at, at the end of each one you know he gives you the, you know he's not trying to just be like oh like here's see? the fucking link yeah he he tells you the audience yeah. like you know the... real or fake you decide you know because like it, his his presentation of like these videos don't lean a certain way yeah, he's, he's very just, agnostic in what the video is. He just really wants to present it, which is cool. Hell yeah. His top fives are, are top fives, top tens. Yeah, or whatever. just they're, top they're, fives, they're top sick. tens. Yeah, they're cool. We watched those before bed. It was kind of a fucking bad idea sometimes. <laughs> some of them are pretty sketchy. Dude, like, the fucking oh, Middle East ones are the craziest. That's because they're on some screaming prayers. It's like, I don't even, whatever language, if you hear someone screaming prayers in the dark with shaky cam, you're like, this is scary. But like. <laughs> 
ballsy mother like if if I'm by myself and I see a fucking chair fly across the room. I'm like, out. I'm bro. out. Oh yeah. yeah. Like these motherfuckers, like they, they run in the room. Yeah, they'll run in the room that the fucking that they saw the chair fucking fly around. They'll in. be in this like abandoned house, and then a door will slam, and they'll run and open the door. And I'm yeah. like, that's not what I'm doing. No, I'll run happens, open dude. the door to get the hell out. <laughs> I'm out, son. <laughs> yeah, I don't play that shit. That's another like biblical thing that gets a little beat up. I know a lot of Christians that are like, ghosts don't exist. I'm like, well then, how come when Jesus was on the water and they thought he was a ghost, he didn't just go, you know, those don't exist. It was a good opportunity to be like, don't worry, truly I tell you, there is, you know, something, some Jesus-y quote. Like, ghost, you guys are getting worked. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said there's, there's a spiritual realm for sure. I just think it's a, it's a lot more deceptive than we think. I do have that kind of thing where it's like, uh, you don't understand. I saw my grandma, and I'm like, I kind of lean on more like it's probably a familiar spirit who knew how to like project whatever it needed to, to like yeah, because it could shit. be deceptive, but at the same time, it could also be my great grandma before I was her you grandma. Know, I've had like too. like I, yeah. I've kind of had that, you know but, I mean? but like in the form of dreams, like right after they they, they passed, like uh, my my grandpa Frank. He was a, a landscaper, like, for fucking ever. Um, and there was many summers uh, that I went to work with him to get a little extra money, um, you know, to buy, you know, something that I wanted that I knew my mom and dad weren't going to buy me. Um, but he always drove a Ford Ranger. Um, when I was a kid, it was blue. And he finally got a new one, and it was green. Um, but I remember, like, it was like a few days after he passed, but I had a dream where we were all up at my grandma's, and there was, like, I, 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 like we all heard a honk. And when he was alive, when he got home from, from work, he always honked. And you would come out, no matter what you were doing, you stopped doing that. You'd go out, you'd open the gate for him, close the gate behind him, say hi to Grandpa, you know, do all that. So, heard the honk, I go to the door, and on the other side of the fence, like, you know, waiting Hopefully to drive into the driveway, he's, he's, he's uh, you know, he's sitting in a gold Ford Ranger, like the same year, the one that he had when he passed. And I just remember... Like, like a kid, like like a kid who just opened his curtain and saw that it was snowing on fucking Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. Those are the like, best, dude. I, I ran and I told it because everybody was in the kitchen at the time. I was like, "Grandpa's here! Grandpa's here!" And keep keep in mind, when my grandpa passed, I was sixteen, seventeen, but I was like jumping up and down in my dream like a fucking five-year-old like oh, grandpa's God. here grandpa's oh, here man. and when i went to go outside to to go open the gate for him he was gone and i've had weird days i bought my grandpa like that too like to me like in, in the yeah. dream that was just you know, right right yeah i know exactly saying, what you mean you know, peace out I, yeah that's weird because i has th- stuff about geo too like weird things but i've never been able to go back and explain it that was a very good the way that you said that m- reminded me of one of my dreams that I forgot I had. That's funny. And I have, th- yeah, I have those about other people too. I just can't ever remember them. 
And then you also know that they ever, that they say that sometimes when you have dreams about somebody that you don't recognize as somebody from your past before your life today. I see. I I, I get. I try like, to I try to like discern how much of it is like revelation from outside versus what's like you know the chemical explanation, a more secular explanation where. If it's a face you don't recognize, then it's some fucking broad that you saw at the store the day before, dude. That your yeah. that your yeah. mind just kind of like I've had more. I've had more sex dreams about fucking chicks I don't, don't know, know or recognize. Right. Yeah. than I have of like ones that I grocery you know. store from a month ago. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? That that's how. I yeah, one that you were like, oh damn, she's hot. All right. Yeah, and then the co- yeah. That's funny. Huh. No. Damn, we have a good memory, huh? Eh. It's going. I never had like any like really gnarly personal ghost stuff. Like I've seen stuff, but in my mind I still always have a bit of like, nah, but it was this. Like I never had any like definitive like holy shit. The uh my aunt at my grandma's house, well there was a couple things, you know, you wake up and then like all the blinds in the house are open and like, you know, we shut them before bed. Yeah. And then we wake up and my grandma the whole wall, it's like a whole thing of blinds. It's not like pull one string. It's like pull six sets of strings and like the whole thing was open me and my sister would wake up and be like what the fuck like that we always thought that was a trip um my aunt Kara has like one of the creepier like stories dude where she uh she was asleep and she had a fiance or my now he's my uncle Ruben and he wasn't allowed to like sleep with her my grandpa was still alive and he wasn't having that shit (laughs) so he had to sleep on the couch and she went out of her room to go to the bathroom and from her room she could look down the hall and kind of see the couch where he usually sleeps and she went to like visit him and she said she laid down with him and rubbed his head but he didn't wake up and it was kind of odd but it was late whatever she goes to the bathroom comes back out and doesn't see him on the couch and goes into the kitchen to see if he's up and he's coming from another like kind of living room and she's like, what happened? Why'd you get up? And she's like, he's like, oh, I'm just, I, I heard you. And she was like, well, why'd you leave the couch? And he was like, I've, I've been sleeping in the den the whole time. So she doesn't know who she sat with on the couch and rubbed his head. <laughs> she just, yeah, she, that like freaked her out a little bit. And then she was like knee deep into like Ouija board stuff when we were kids. And Love we used that. to do that every now and then when we were little and she had one post Ouija board night where she woke up out of a dead sleep and just started writing shit down on a piece of paper. And the next morning when we're trying to figure out what she was writing down, a lot of it was scribble, a lot of it was words, but in like some of the coherent little lines, it was talking about something really bad's gonna happen to the neighbor Ted sort of thing. And then like three days later, Ted died of a heart attack. No way. <laughs> Sorry. So there's a bunch of those from Kara that one from like her leaving the room and like sitting down. She was like, you know, you know, like girls will do their nails on your neck yeah. and all that. Like she was trying to wake him up gently. Like she felt hair. Yeah, she felt a thing. She was trying to wake Ruben up. Went to the bathroom, came out, and he goes, "I haven't been in this room all night. I've been sleeping in the other room." Shit like that scared the, the hell f- out of me, dude. Yeah, I don't like those ones. That just tripped me out, dude. Oh, no. yeah. Sometimes I'll be trying to go to sleep, and I'll, I'll I'll be like kind of like like you know you know like the lower tab bitches, yeah. Like if recently this is why I don't like doing opiates anymore. Before I like because I'll sit there trying to go to sleep, and every time I'm about to try to go to sleep, I get an itch somewhere. I'll get an itch in a weird place, 
Like, I'll get an itch in my rib. I'll get an itch in my head. I'll get an itch in my ear. I'll get an itch on my leg. And it'll all be so random. But it's right when I'm about to go to sleep. Are I'll be gonna... asleep, and then I'll get an itch. I'll just, like, something's touching me. I, I, to wake me up and say, you're fucking up, dude. I, I've, I've done that, but, like... It's more of a situation where, like, I can... Like, it feels to me like my heart's going to stop. And then it's like, I, I, you know, I wake myself up, and now my heart's being, like, super fast because I just have, Waking like, that little bit of... Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's like, okay. Yeah, that So sucks. it's like, I okay, no, like, I'm good. And then, like, I start to fade, fade even more, and then, boom, it happens again. And you're just, like, that's the most fucking frustrating thing because by the time you... Like, your body does finally catch up with your mind, like, you know, as far as, like, being tired, you get, like, two hours worth of fucking sleep or something. Yeah, but always, you're like, sitting there trying to sleep for about four or five hours. And yeah. You might have got about maybe 20 minutes, but it's, like, five minutes each hour. You know what I yeah. mean? It's, like, it's so annoying, like... There's something little that will just kind of trigger you yeah. to wake up right when you fall asleep. Yeah. It's fucking, like, I hate it. <laughs> and sometimes it's, like, outside shit, and then you get in your head so much because you're so damn tired, pretty pretty much delirious, that you that you think that somebody made this person make the noise out there that just woke me up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and like, it gets to a point where, like, you're, now you're, like, tricking yourself. You're like, did I hear somebody outside? Right. You know, like, or... Um, you're like, did my fucking sliding fucking closet door just move? <laughs> you know, like just dumb shit like that. Because like now you're in your own fucking head. Yeah. But yeah, I fucking hate that shit. I had a, I've had like experiences by myself, and like if it had only been by myself, I think you know I could, I could convince myself like. I must have just been tripping, like, you know, like, no, that, that's just not real, I was just fucking tripping, you know, it was late at night, or blah, 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 but I did have one with my sister, Giovanna, uh, in her living room, we were watching a show, I think we were watching, it was like Shark Tank or some shit like that, and um, her apartment, like, you, you know, you at the front door, there was a fucking, a, a little hallway, and then to the left was the kitchen, dining room, living room. To the right was her restroom and her bedroom. And we just saw this fucking, like, out of the corner of my eye, this shadowy, like, figure. Like, it wasn't even, like, a person, like, shaped like a person. It was just, like, a really long, like, oval, like, blob kind of shadow. What the hell? Like, stop and then, like, go right. And, like, I look at Giovanna... Like, expecting her to still be looking at a TV. She saw it, too? And, like, she's looking at me with, like, terror on her face. And she just, what? like, she just says to me, like, Monique, you know, my niece, who was asleep at the time. So I jumped up, I ran, I picked her up out of bed, and, like, came back out. And, like, we slept in the living room that day, or that night. Damn. Um, but... Her and I both saw it. What if you were standing in front of you, standing in front of it, and it hits you like Slimer? That'd be fucking weird. No, like there's been times where because I I used to take that's like, a, a trip. Lot I've of... never seen anything like that. That's why yeah. I said it. That's why I tried to make a joke out of it. Um, but that's 
I've, I've taken a lot of uh, hallucinogenics. I used to take a lot of acid when I was younger. So, like, every once in a while, I'll see, like, a fucking streak of light. Um, I remember... Um, Much in the hand? No, well, that... Well, yeah, because you always, you always have that occasionally. Um, but I remember um, when I used to sell phones, like, back in, like, 2013 to... 16 I think um, I was helping a customer like talking to a customer and we were over like at a little display of whatever fucking iPhone released that year and so I'm looking at the phone like talking about the phone where from underneath the counter came these two streaks of light they stopped about maybe like a foot and a half like out from under the counter and both went just like straight up and it was, like, super fucking hard not to just look at it, you know, like, in, while I'm talking to the fucking customer. So instead, like, I just have to, like, go on about my fucking, my spiel while this is happening. And, like, shit like that, I'm just like, man, like. How, how do you explain that? I, to me, it's just. It's, you can't, that's something you just acid. don't. Like, to me, it was just like, you know, like. Because every once in a while, like, you'll see fucking, like, a trail or streaks of light or, you know, something. And to me, that's just what that was. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I tend to lean on what I see. Just because it makes more sense. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just tend to believe people, you know. But... Yeah, I haven't had an experience like that, though, dude. That's crazy. That's like... You know, people have... I don't know, I guess, like, depending on your beliefs, people have different experiences. But, um... Yeah, we've we've gone a little long, so... I think we'll end it here, but... If you guys have had... Um... Any sort of, like, cool paranormal or whatever the fuck experience uh let us know you know we'll fucking talk about it yeah because why the fuck yeah not? yeah give us a different topic or another topic something we can yeah yeah expand on I guess. Right. so oh so the raiders have a bye week tomorrow god damn it i don't want to wake up now <laughs> uh but they return, i love sundays they return the following week Against uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay And the Bucks in Vegas, baby. So that should be interesting. Fucking hyped for that. Excuse me, I am hyped for that. I mean, you can cuss. We don't give a fuck. I know. I just don't like to right now. I'm going through that little phase. I need to try to... Try to be a good boy. Uh, No, try try to figure out a different word to say. Hmm. That was the only thing anyone's ever said to make me think about, like, my cussing. Like, there's a better way. There's like, something else to say. There's a different way to think about is. it. Fuck that way. Sometimes I don't <laughs> think so, though. You know? Sometimes, you, you know... It's not bad words. There's, there's intention. Yeah. There's it's, intention it's all about yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I say that all the time with cussing with stuff like that. It's like, if I'm telling a story and I'm like, so this fucking guy shows up and did it, I don't think it's bad as being like, that stupid fucking bitch. You know what she did yesterday? There's a different... There's a different demeanor. Different... Different edge to that instead of just kind of talking 
Like, you know, there, there's a difference if, like, if I tell Brian, like, shut the fuck up, white boy, and tell him, like, hey, fuck you, white boy. Like, yeah. There's <laughs> definitely a difference. <laughs> Intention. Right. Context. It's all important. But I don't take offense to white boy, though. I don't take offense to anything. Call me whatever you want. Honky. All right, come on. Yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's That's crossing far. the line there, buddy. I'm not a redneck. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeehaw. Anyway, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at zombie. That's X-Zero-M-B-Y. Um, you can find Fun Uncle on Twitter. Uh, it's at Fun Uncle underscore. Um, tried log. I don't know if it was a problem with Twitter, but I tried logging in recently, and it wasn't letting me fucking tweet. Um, but I just yeah. saw an ass there. You did, yeah. I opened up uh, <laughs> my Instagram page, and there was booty, 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 booty rocking everywhere. Um, you can follow Fun Uncle on Instagram at fununcles.wrestling.memes. Gotta change that. Yeah. We're working on things. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you, uh, you can follow me at Raider Cooney for now, and then at, uh, on Twitter. Twitter. I don't do Twitter. What the? F- Instagram. I'm so glad you don't do Twitter. Yeah. And then at Raider Cooney on or Fun Uncle Cooney on Facebook. Nice. Is that it? Everybody yeah. happy? I think that's it. Thanks, Talk to guys. you guys later. Bye.